with our study. Amen. We want to continue on with our study. Uh, we've been talking about, amen, the strategies of Satan. It, it, it says here, Roman numeral 3, it says God accomplishes his will on earth through truth. I want to talk about truth today. Amen. Satan accomplishes his purpose on earth through lies. May I say something to you? The enemy will get you to believe a lie over the truth any day. And isn't it amazing? Why is it so easy to believe a lie over the truth? Why do you think, why do you think it's easier to believe a lie over the truth? It's comfortable. How about it's compatible to you, to your appetite? Come on, somebody. It's compatible with what you like, so therefore, right, it's easier to live in fantasy than to live in reality. Come on, somebody. You know why? Because reality takes work. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Reality takes work, and that means that you, we want to sit back and be comfortable and have everything happen for us, but but oftentimes the enemy will try to lie to us to live a lie. And if you're living on a lie, you will never end up in the place where God has purpose and promise to you. Are you with me? Now, what about God's truth? When a child of God believes God's truth, then the spirit of God can work in power, watch this, in that life. For the Holy Spirit is truth. Go to uh, John 16, 13. Are you with me? So what am I saying? A child of God can have power if they live according to the truth. John 16, 13 says, But when the Spirit of truth comes... Hey, 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 hey. He will what? He will guide you into what? So here's the thing. We have to be very careful. The scripture that's on the screen is powerful. I, I believe that was the whole I've been I've been chewing on this scripture uh, for a couple of days. And, and 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 it's just so amazing how the Holy Spirit puts things together because watch this it says that we won't have this righteousness peace and joy if we're not where in the Holy Spirit now the scripture we just read it says that this when the spirit of truth comes he will what he will he will what listen the Holy Spirit is not just in you the Holy Spirit is actively in you and I and the Holy Spirit amen amen he listen to what he does he guides us into truth listen nobody reveals truth but the Holy Spirit and what Satan wants us to do is live a lie he wants you to believe lies about yourself 
He wants you to believe lies about certain circumstances and situations in your life. But let me say this to you. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit guides us into truth. Amen. Look what text says. Text says that he guides you into all truth for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will disclose to you what is to come. Now, here's what's interesting about this. If you live in the spirit, walk in the spirit, be filled with the spirit, amen, have the fruits of the spirit, all right? The Holy Spirit not only guides you, but he informs you. People say, well, Pastor, how do you know that? The Spirit. How did you know I was going to... The Spirit. You say, well, I, the Spirit. Spirit of God reveals things to us. And as the shepherd, God reveals things to the shepherd about the sheep. And I've proven that. I've, I've got that to be true. I've seen that to be true. But here's the problem with, with, with some of us. We, we, when we are not in the word of God, what can we learn about our circumstances? We'll look, sometimes we look externally for our help when we should be looking at the word for our help. See, that's what Satan had Eve to do. Eve added to God's word, took away from, make it fit her circumstance so that, she was, so that it would be appealing to her so that she would be able to partake in it. Are you with me? The next thing is, Christ says, this is what Jesus said about the truth. Go to John 8, 32. John 8 and 32. Verse 31 says, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue, there it is, in my what? Word. See, this is how you can tell who's a real disciple. See, coming to church doesn't mean you're a disciple. There's a lot of people, there are a lot of branches that are not producing fruit. Am I right? Amen. He says, if you continue in my what? In my word, you are what? Truly my disciple. That's how you can tell if you are truly a disciple. You are in God's word, but you are applying God's word, and you are growing in respect to the Holy Spirit. I wish I had somebody this morning. The text says, and you will know. The what? The truth. And the truth will make you free. What does, it say? what does it say about the truth? The truth will make you free. Amen. See, here's the thing. The enemy doesn't want us living in the truth. So what he wants us to do is, is continue to lie to ourselves. Where are you spiritually this morning? How are you, how is your spiritual life? Listen, the question is, how much time are you spending in the word of God? 
Well, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Yeah, okay, but here's the thing. Here's what, here's what Satan does every second that you stay away from the word of God. He's taking life from you. He's snuffing a little bit more off of you, and that's why people get so, so they, they become so attracted to sin again. The truth will set you free. See, when I go into circumstances and, and I see things happen in my life, I look for the truth. I don't look at the lie. I don't look at the what ifs anymore. I used to look at the what ifs. But I have to face the truth about, hey, you know what? This is what it is. It's an apple. It's an apple. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a banana. It's an apple. It's not a banana. <laughs> truth. Truth makes you free, y'all. Amen. Truth makes you free to worship. Come on. Truth makes you free to be, amen, who you are, who God created you to be. Now, a lot of people talk about, uh, I just got to be real. No, you're rude is what you are. Amen. People say, I got, you tell the truth in love. If I got to tell you something about yourself, I got to tell you in love. Not out of, not, not because I'm being real with you and then tearing you down. Because the text says the kingdom of God is not what? Eating and drinking, but what? Righteousness, what else? Peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. Why can't people get along in church today? It's because they're not in the spirit. Reason I got a problem with somebody because listen, you got to look at this person through the eyes of the scriptures, because you were the same person. Come on, somebody. Christ is the way. Amen. Go to John fourteen six. John fourteen six. What does Jesus say there? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, I wish I had somebody, and the life. No one comes to the Father but what? Let me say this to you. When you abandon truth, you're cutting your life short. Don't let the enemy cause you to live a lie, saints. That's his job. This is his strategy. I'm just showing you his strategy. That's all I'm doing. Okay, so that's God's truth. But what about Satan's lie? Number one, when a person believes a lie, then Satan goes to work in that life. Right? We already read the John 8, 44 passage, right? It says, and he was what? For he's a liar and the father of lies. Amen. Do you not know faith in God's truth leads to victory? Faith in Satan's lies leads to defeat. So the question this morning is, who do you have your faith in? Or what do you have your faith in? And so, let me say this about Satan. He's a counterfeiter, he's an imitator. Satan is an imitator, y'all. Amen. Now, my girls told me about long time ago about, uh, we went to the store the other day, and, but they had told me this a while back about, about USPA. Is it USPA? What's it called? Is it USPA? Yeah, it's the imitation of polo. 
So you got Polo got one man on the horse. Usper got two men on the horse. The difference in Usper is you can go to a, 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 a discount store. You go to corner store. <laughs> you go to corner store. You go to gas station and get Usper. But you can't find a real polo in the gas station. I don't think y'all heard what I'm saying. trying to say. You get the picture? Counterfeit. And, and, and here's the thing. Just because you, just because it looked like the real thing, see, that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to be attached to things that are counterfeit. And here's the thing: when you start living a lie, here's the first thing: there are therefore now what we call counterfeit Christians. I don't think you heard what I said. I'm say I'm say it one more time: when you live according to a lie, you become a counterfeit. So Satan has counterfeit Christians. Go to go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter eleven. I don't want to be no counterfeit. Come on, how many how many here want to be a counterfeit? Nobody sets out to be a counterfeit, but then you find yourself living a counterfeit Christian life. You don't pray anymore. You don't read anymore. You read every now and then. You catch up when you can. Okay, but you're so locked into your, your, your secular world that this stuff just only happens on Sunday. Counterfeit Christians, counterfeit Christians look the same. But there's something different about them. There's two men on the horse then. Second <laughs> Corinthians eleven twenty six. What does it say? Now, now, this is Paul giving his pedigree of suffering. He's not boasting about how good he looked or how great he is or how well-versed he is. He's saying, let me boast. If you want me to boast, let me boast about something. Let me boast about how much I've suffered. That's the context. What was he saying? See that? Counterfeits. He says, I've, I've been in danger by all these things, including counterfeit Christians. I don't think you heard what I'm saying. Listen, and here's what's so amazing. Counterfeit Christians fall in the same context of dangerous robbers, Come on, somebody. Dangerous rivers. <laughs> dangerous countrymen. Dangerous what? Gentiles. Dangerous cities. Dangerous wilderness. Dangerous seas. So you see, what the context tells us how devastating a counterfeit Christian can be. I don't want to be a counterfeit. I don't think you heard what I'm trying to say. But if you're living your life according to a lie, I just, I'm not real. Well, get real. <laughs> Be real with God. 
if you don't know, ask him. Come on, somebody. He says he would reveal to you the spirit of truth. Here's, here's how you get real. Start living the truth. Start applying the truth. Start taking it in and start putting it in your life. It's not like you don't have the word of God around you. Amen. And then if you just don't like to read, pick up the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Come on, help me someone. Counterfeit Christians. Paul says, hey, I'm in danger with all of this. And on top of all of this, here come some false brothers. Brothers who say they are, but they're not. Undercover. Amen. No fruit. They just hanging on the tree. They are branches on the tree that has no fruit at all. I wish I had somebody. Now, now go to Matthew 13 for me. Uh-oh. Amen. Matthew 13. Are you with me? Jesus is talking about the parable, right? Of the seed and the sower. He explains it. Go to verse 38. Uh, and, well, let's back up for a minute. Go to verse 36. Then he left the crowds and went to the house, and his disciples came to him and said to him, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. All right? He said, and he said, the one who sows the what? Good seed is the what? Son of man. And the field is the what? World. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom. And the tares are the sons of the what? Watch this. And the enemy who sowed what? Them is the what? Devil. Let, let me say it. Let me back up for a minute. Let's back up for a minute. And let's go to verse 24. Let's, let's look at the parable. Let's look at the parable together. Jesus presented another parable to them saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed a good seed in the field. Who's the good seed? No, us. We are the good seed, all right? But while his men were sleeping, see, you just get, can't get caught sleeping. And what happens to a lot of believers, they get caught sleeping. That's what they do. They, they're, they're asleep in their Christian life. That's what they are. They, they just, they, they're, they're, they're walking around Knocked out. Amen. They just surviving. Look at the text. It says, and while they were sleeping, because see, when you fall asleep, the enemy, listen, while you're asleep, the enemy is at work. I don't think you heard me. Say it one more time. When you're asleep, the enemy is at work in your life. Look what he says. He says, the enemy came and sowed tears among among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares, what, became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said, Sir, 
Did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? See, what he's saying is this. Among us today, right, there are good seed, and then Satan has planted some bad seeds. Now, I don't want to be one of those bad seeds. Let me ask you a question. Who planted you here? Listen, the enemy plants certain people in church to destroy churches. Come on, say amen, y'all. Come on, don't get scared. Just say amen. Just amen. Walk with me here. Amen. This is, this is, this is scripture. Truth. Now, let me ask you a question. Were you planted here to be a help or a hindrance? Hello, somebody. And I hope that you're a help because watch this. It will be evident when we grow. Come on, somebody. How you can tell whether it's a bad seed is that when you grow, watch this, you will see it's evident. Lord, help me today. Help me today, Lord. Look what the text says. The text says, and, and, and what verse is that? I'm sorry, 27. The slave landlord came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed? Right, 28. And he said to them, an enemy has done this. See that? The slave said, said to him, do you, not wanna, do, do you want us then to what? To go gather them up? But he said, no. For while you're gathering up the what? Tears, you may uproot the what? The wheat with them. See, here's what happens with counterfeit people. Christians. If, if, if you grab one up, they have connections with other people. So, so and, and here's, what the, here's what the enemy does. The enemy has those type of people to make, get close to other people in the church. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, the, with the counterfeits. Counterfeits are good at making good relationships. And from the time, if, if I come and grab them out, guess what's going to happen? The good one's going to go away too. So what God says, this is my business. So here's what I'm going to do. Let them grow together and in due season, I'll pluck them out. Let God do the separating. Because here's the thing. If we keep teaching truth, guess what's going to happen? Eventually, they're going to walk right out that door themselves. And that's why we don't compromise the word, but we tell the word or we teach and preach the word in love, watch this, but you don't compromise. Amen. A lot of people can't handle truth so they don't come back. Amen. Certain doctrinal things that we teach here, some people can't handle it. Why? And it's not that I'm being hard about it. It's not that I'm being rude about it. It's just they, don't, they can't stand the truth. Amen. They have believed some things like that for such a long time that guess what? They refuse to change. Don't get to the point where you refuse to learn new things about God. God says, okay, let them grow together. All right? Look what he says. Allow both of them to, until the harvest. See, the harvest is coming. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the what? tears and bind them in a bundle and burn them up but gather 
the wheat into my what? Barn. Now let's go to where Jesus explained it now, back to where we were in 36, right? And look what he says now in verse 37. He said, and he said, the one who sows the seed, the good seed is who? The son of man. And the field is the what? World. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the what? Kingdom. And the tares are the sons of the what? The counterfeits. Remember, they're growing in the same place. They give the appearance that they are Christians. They give the appearance that they love God. They're growing together with genuine believers. Hopefully, the genuine believers will rub off on them. But let me tell you something. Sometimes it's hard to turn a bad seed good. Are you following what I'm trying to tell you right now? Look what it says in verse 39. He says, and the enemy who sown them is the devil. And the harvest is the what? The end of the age. And the reapers are what? Angels. So just as the tares are gathered up and burned with the fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The son of man will send forth his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all what? All what? Saints, I want to tell you something. I don't ever want to be a stumbling block to anybody in the kingdom of God. So therefore, I got to watch my attitude. I got to watch my conversation. I got to respect what's right. Come on, somebody. Be very careful what you do in the body of Christ because one comment can turn somebody away from God. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, and those who commit lawlessness and I will throw and will throw them into the what? Furnace of fire in the place where there's what? Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 43. The, then the righteous, oh Lord have mercy. What does the Bible say about the righteous? The righteous will shine forth. Oh, thank you, Lord. As the what? As the sun. In the kingdom of their father, he who has what? Let him what? Not only does the devil produce counterfeit Christians, but he has a counterfeit gospel. Go to Galatians. You know why a lot of people are not getting saved? Because they're believing a counterfeit, watch this, a counterfeit compromised gospel. Listen, if you don't, Galatians 1.8, if you don't believe the real gospel, you won't be saved. That's why a lot of people, when they come to church, right, and, and you find out later on, I've been in church since I was two. And they're like, well, I never got saved. How come you never got saved? Because you were taught a counterfeit, emotional, fall on the ground, speaking tongues, amen, prophet, Apostle gospel. Amen. I'm going to stand flat footed on that one. Because that's the truth. And the truth hurts sometimes. And people think we offend. We're not offending. We're speaking truth. And Paul says this. Amen. He says some do it out of good measure. Out of goodness. Some do it out of envy. But either way, Christ is preached, so I ain't mad at you. 
If you speak in tongues, go on and speak in your tongues. Amen. If you do this, do your thing. But know this, if it's not a real gospel, you're not saving anybody. You're actually parading around as a counterfeit. Amen. I ain't mad at nobody. Verse 8. Let's back up for a minute. And I'm going to close right here because I, I want to say this to somebody today. He says, I'm amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for what? For what? Hmm. For what kind of gospel? A different gospel. Verse 7. Which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you. And want to distort. Hello somebody. The what? Let me say this to you. If Satan can get us to change our doctrinal stand on salvation and, and get us to start preaching a gospel of prosperity, a gospel of healing, a gospel of quick fix, a gospel that, that makes you comfortable in church. Listen, I, 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 and let me, let me see how I'm going to phrase this. Um, we ain't always going to get along. I'm talking about pastor member. Because if I make you feel good all the time, something wrong with me. Amen. But there's a time for exhortation. Come on, somebody. There's a time for reproof. There's a time for correction. There's a time for exhortation. There's a time to get happy. But when we change the gospel message, we are endangering the lives of the people that listen. You know why a lot of people leave church? Because of doctrinal issues they can't handle. But we're not going to be that kind of church. And we're not going to be that kind of people. It's the job of the shepherd to protect you from the wolves. Some sheep, though, don't want protecting. Only to find out they were goats in the first place. <laughs> the Bible says they were among us, but they left from among us because they never belonged to us in the first place. So when I see people come and leave, I, don't, I no longer get heartbroken anymore. I pray for them, and I pray that they find a place where the gospel is being preached. God bless you. Let's give God a hand clap of praise.